the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With a reasonable answer for the hope that lies within us, this is Contending for the Faith with Dr. Jerry Buckner. And now, to introduce Dr. Jerry Buckner, here's Gary Bell. Well, good evening and welcome to uh, another exciting edition of Contending for the Faith. We are the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. Live for the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, Happy New Year to all the listeners of Contending for the Faith. Tonight, we are going to begin a new series talking about the God of all comfort. He is the God who comforts us not only in some of our troubles, not only in a few of our troubles, but in all of our troubles, especially in these uncertain times. As we enter this brand new year, we need God's comfort. We need to be comforted by God in the face of COVID-19 and its Delta and Omicron variants. We need to be comforted by God, not only in the face of sickness and disease, but also in the midst of social unrest, financial difficulties, and the multitudes of trials and challenges we encounter on a daily basis. So if you find yourself in need of God's comfort, then I challenge you, stay tuned to hear about this and much, much more, for we are not pretending, we are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you in this brand new year? Brother Gary Bell, I am truly blessed, (laughs) and thank you so much for that uplifting challenging introduction and everything that you said is so true uh, that we need this God of all comfort in this day and age faced with so many odds and problems and troubles on every hand. And uh, so we're looking forward to this series and we're trusting that all of you out there in Radiant Land will be a part of this great series Uh, learning about the God of all comfort. And we need comfort like no other time uh, in our lives and in history. And so we're going to kick things off by saying uh, Happy uh, New Year's to all of you. And we trust that you've had a blessed New Year. And we want to say to those who need to be comforted in this New Year, we're going to give a series of messages to you to encourage you and comfort you during this time uh, in the Lord. Uh, We want to call your attention to um, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and uh, we want to uh, share with you, I want to share with you some verses of scripture here. Uh, We're going to be keying on uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. But I want to key on some other things, uh, verses of scriptures 
before I get into the totality of all these verses, we'll be kind of like jumping to one verse to another um, as uh, the Holy Spirit leads. So 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and I want to read in your hearing uh, verses 3 and 4 and 5. Uh, and uh, let's look at this, and especially I want to read in your hearing verses 3, 4. Okay. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies. Oh, how we need mercies right now. And when we're right with Jesus, then there is a great supply of mercies that the Father is ready to give us, and we need that mercy every day of our lives. And the God of all comfort. Now, that's what we're building on in this series. This is our title, The God of All Comfort. And uh, it says there uh, in, uh, in that verse of scripture, the God of all comfort. Now, I just want to meddle with that for a little bit here. The God of all comfort. Now, I want you just to uh, focus on that word all just all for a minute. We need uh, to meddle with this on a spiritual level, the word all. The word all is mentioned two times in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3 and in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 4. And that is very comforting, especially in the dark and challenging times we are living in. We need all the comfort of God that we can get. Now, notice what it says. Look at verse 3 again. It mentions the God of all comfort. That's one time mentioned the word all. And then verse 4, who comforted us in all our tribulations, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort. Now, there's another time it's mentioned the word comfort. We're going to get into that word comfort, wherewith we ourselves are confident of God. Now, but I just want to key in on this, these words that the Holy Spirit is giving Paul to give to us, the God of all comfort. Now, the word all, he's emphasizing that word all. Now, that is very comforting to know that he's a God of all comfort. Now, Listen to this, your pastor or ministers in your life can only comfort you to some degree. Uh, and your doctors, you can go to the doctor and get vaccines and get meds and get all that stuff that you need. They can only comfort you to some degree. You can go to a lawyer and he can only comfort you to some degree. And you can go to your husband, you go to your wife, you go to your children, go to your parents, and go to other family members and church members. They can only comfort you to some degree. And you can go to a counselor, and you can go to a therapist, and they can only comfort you to some degree. <laughs> and you can also go to a financial advisor and a text advisor and they can only comfort you to some degree. Now listen to this. 
there is only one who can comfort you with all comfort, and that is God. Nobody else can take his place. That's a good word for us. Nobody else can take his place. When the doctors can't comfort you anymore, your medications can't comfort you anymore. Your friends, your wife, your husband, your children, the counselors, the therapists, your teachers, and whoever else is in your life, when they can't comfort you, especially in those dark times, and we are living in dark times right now with this COVID and all the other variants with it. But don't be shocked. Don't be shocked with all that because I was telling people in my uh, congregation that in Matthew chapter 24, uh, Jesus talks about five major things. And these five major things are the five major things in the news today. Let me list what they are in Matthew 24. When Jesus talked about the end of time, these are things, five major things in the news. False Christ, counterfeit Christ, Matthew 24, verses 4 through 5. Number two, wars and rumors of wars, Matthew 24, verse 6 and 7. Uh, and nations shall rise against nation. That's all part of that. And then number three, famine, Matthew 24 and 7. And then notice this, number four, pestilences in Matthew 24 and 7. That's another word for diseases. You think all this stuff that's going on now takes God by surprise? <laughs> if you do, then you, you have a small God. And one author wrote a book, How Big Is Your God? Your God is real small if you don't think that God is aware of all this stuff that's going on today. And you know what? He has a purpose in all of it. He has a purpose in allowing, and I'm going to be doing a teaching on this title with this series. Why do bad things happen to good people? Well, and why do bad things happen to bad people? Well, God has a purpose in all of it. You know, and a lot of this stuff that's going on today is God is trying, is allowing it to shake us and break us and humble us and to give us a heart after him like David. You see, when you look at the Old Testament and look at everything that was going on in the Old Testament, when the people got away from God, God allowed various diseases to come upon them. Isn't that true of us today? You know, Billy Graham one time said this. He said, and it was so profound, the late Billy Graham, if God doesn't judge America, he'll have to apologize for what he did to Sodom and Gomorrah. And that's so true. You know, we're dealing with, Jesus said, pestilences, that's diseases. Nothing is shocking him. Nothing is shocking me. Because I look at the word of God to explain things. And you you cannot understand what's going on today in the world unless you make prophecy a great part of it. We leave prophecy out. Whoa, we get worried about the doctors. We get worried about the Omicron and then and the COVID. And we get so focused on everything that's going on that we're afraid to die. 
Now, you shouldn't be afraid to die. You know, you should be excited one day to go to be with the Lord. But you know what? God is trying to say something to us. He's trying to say something to America and the world as a whole through prophecy and through judgments. Judgments come, and it's coming upon all of us in many different ways. Now, the fifth major thing in the news is earthquakes, Matthew 24 and 7. Now, in the midst of all these things that's going on in our world today, we need this God of comfort. We need him. We need him. And I'm going to say this in conclusion. What a series this is going to be. We need God in the midst of all of this stuff that's going on. And nothing takes him by surprise. He's an omniscient God. He's all wise. And he's a God of permission, permissive will. He got a sovereign will and permissive will. And his permissive will is allowing this to go on. And the Apostle Paul said in Second in First Corinthians chapter 11, judge yourself lest you be not judged. You know, the reason why we're being judged in America, because we're not judging ourselves regarding sin in our lives. Now, I'll say this, I'm done in conclusion. You know what? We need comfort. We need comfort like no other time. You know, when Jesus first came, check this out now. In conclusion, when Jesus first came, he was known as the comforter to his disciples. That's what he was known as. But when he got ready to leave, he said, I will send you another comforter. He was talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our comforter today. And that's the one that we need comfort with. He's the paraclete. He's the advocate. He's the go-between. We, The Holy Spirit, when we allow him to empower us, we have comfort like no other time in our lives. But the reason why a lot of us are anxious and worried and stressed out, because we lack the power of the Holy Spirit, who's the comforter today? Jesus said, I'll leave you another comforter. He was the first comforter, and he said, I'll leave you another comforter. Isn't that uh awesome in relationship to this whole subject matter, the God of all comfort. <laughs> the Holy Spirit is God too. Don't forget that, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all three. And yet, he said, I'll leave you another comforter. And that's the Holy Spirit. Lord, convict us. So anybody who's heard this message and is rejecting your purposes, rejecting who you are, what you are, what you want to give them, we ask that they will acknowledge you right now, repent of their, their, their sins, and confess their sins, and surrender to you as Savior and Lord. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. Brother Gary. Well, all right, it's time for us to take a commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecture Counselor, and expert on the cults, 
Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, we just want to wish you all a happy new year. We trust that you had a marvelous Christmas season and a happy new year again. And we just want to thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for being so generous and keeping this ministry going the many, many years that we have been on the air. It cost us 400 a week to do this broadcast. And uh, we're happy to report that right now we are caught up and it's because of your generosity and faithfulness. And so we just want to encourage you, continue to pray for contending for the faith, continue also to donate. And there's two ways you can donate. You can address a check or money order to contending for the faith, PO box 553, Tiburon, California. That's spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N. California 94920. That's Contending for the Faith. P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California 94920. Now, the second way is so much easier. Simply go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the donate button, and you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. We also want to remind you that we have all of our uh, broadcasts uh, as podcasts. That's right. We have podcasts for every show that we do. And so if you missed any of the series that we've done over the past years, uh, you can go to kfax.com and go up to the top of the banner and you'll look for Contending for the Faith. Click on that and it'll take you to the podcast. And so it's just chuck full of great information, great resource. If you're doing a home Bible study or a Bible study at your church, it's a wonderful uh, resource to give you great information and continue to be a blessing in God's word. So we just want to encourage you to take advantage of all of that. All right, Dr. Buckner, are you about ready to go to the phone lines? Yes, let's do it, Brother Gary. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan to me. Okay, well, we're going to go to uh, Brother Rick on line one. Hey, Brother Rick, Happy how are you doing? Everyone. Happy New Year to all of you. Happy New Year to you as well, my brother, and uh, good to hear your voice, and what's on your heart tonight? Well, I'm going to start off with a question. I mean, does does God allow temptation, and why does he allow temptation? What is his purpose behind temptation? Well, that's a good uh, question. Uh, Well, what God does is that he allows testing. Uh, there's a difference between uh, testing and uh, temptation. So uh, temptation is generally uh, something that uh, the enemy loves to uh, orchestrate, Satan. Uh, but testing is something that God, uh, you know, orchestrates. Uh, remember in James, that let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God, mm-hmm. where God cannot be tempted to sin. So uh, what we understand from Scripture all the way from Genesis to Revelation, that uh, God tests our faith. And one of the reasons, the major reasons why he does that, even with the tree of knowledge of good and evil, uh, was to test Adam and Eve's loyalty, uh, to test their faithfulness, to test if they are going to be trustworthy uh, to continue to live in the Garden of Eden and live on forever. And God does the same thing with you and me. 
he uh, takes us through tests to see if we're going to be loyal to him, faithful to him, and trustworthy as a king. You know, I tell, try to tell people all the time, and if we, can, if we can look at it from this perspective, that we have a king, and that's King Jesus, and we are bought with a price, and he is king of king and lord of lords now. And one thing that we got to understand is that we got to be loyal to the king, faithful to the king, and trustworthy to the king, because that's also going to be the test. It's not just something, Rick, that is a test of our faith here on earth, because we got to uh, prove that we are sons and daughters of God by being loyal, faithful, and, uh, fruitful, and trustworthy. But it also is going to be the determining factor if we get to heaven, because we got to live under his lordship, because he said, not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, in Matthew chapter 7, will enter into the kingdom of, of, of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. So to do the will of the Lord, that means that he's ruler, he's king. And there's a lot of church folks. There's a lot of per persons, people that are outside the church. And the old song is true. It says, everybody talking about heaven ain't going there. You can't just go to church and not live under the lordship and kingship and rulership and ownership of Jesus. That's really very important for me saying that to you, but Brother Rick, but to everybody that's listening, you can't just live in this life and say, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to live my life. No, that's a sign that you're not a genuine believer because a genuine believer is living under the lordship and rulership and ownership. And I'll throw in another thing, stewardship and all of those ship. You get shipped into it and hey, we have weaknesses and problems, but you know, we bounce back and we get back right up under the lordship of Christ if we do stumble. You know, and when you talk about the wedding feasts and all that stuff, Jesus gave these parables and some people came not dressed the right way. You know, they came to the wedding feast dressed the way they want to be dressed. They weren't dressed in the righteousness of Christ. And he said, he cast them out into outer darkness. People got to understand, you don't hear this type of preaching, this type of teaching. You got to... You got to really live under the rulership, lordship, discipleship. Discipleship brings us to that place where we're living under the lordship of Jesus Christ. And if we don't do that, and we think we could do what we want to do when we want to do it and how we want to do it, independent of the Lord, then we're going to get ourselves in a lot of trouble. Now, one other thing I want to say with this, that when you look at the situation of life in general. You know, a, a, a student doesn't just go to school and just learn from their teachers. There's a testing time. Why? To see if they've been loyal with studying, to see if they've been faithful to studying, to see if they've been trustworthy, and to see if they're going to bear fruit. 
you know, and if they don't, they don't pass. The same thing is true with us. When it comes down to the wire, we stand before God. The bottom line is, have we been loyal? Have we been faithful? Have we been trustworthy uh, to Jesus as Lord of our life, as King of our life? Because under the King, you always do what the King tells you to do. You don't let the flesh, the world, and Satan divert you from that. So hopefully that gives some uh, insight to your question, Brother Rick. And uh, I tried to lay it out as best I can because this is a dual thing. It's a dual thing where we get rewards for being faithful on earth. And then uh, the Lord, you know, he's not just going to let anybody just go into heaven. You got to be faithful. You got to be loyal. You got to be trustworthy. And you say, well, I don't want to do that. Well, there's another place for you if you don't want to do that. That's why hell is there. But he didn't create it for you. Matthew 25, Jesus said hell was created for the the, the, the devil and the demons. But you can take yourself there through free the wrong choice by not wanting to be under the lordship of Jesus Christ. And we better all wake up to that reality. Because so there's a lot of people and and that may even call on this radio program, maybe going to church every Sunday, that still refuse to live on the Lordship of Christ. Well, you better re confess your sins and repent and get right with the Lordship of Christ. That's critical if you want to be faithful and worthy. And John the Baptist said, bring forth the fruit of repentance. He didn't say just bring forth repentance. Got to be some evidence of a changed life. Somebody may say, well, Dr. Brother, I don't want to be judged when I stand before God. <laughs> well, that's a good thing you're thinking that way. Well, do what the Apostle Paul tell you in 1 Corinthians 11. Judge yourself, lest you, not be, lest you be not judged. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Judge yourself. Get, judge the sin in your life before God judge it. That's a, that's a smart way to look at life. If you're not, if you're not faithful to reading the Bible, praying, you're not faithful to giving, you're not faithful to living on the Lordship of Christ and witnessing, you're not faithful to living a pure, holy life, judge yourself. You're not exercising your spiritual gift, judge yourself, lest you be judged. You know, this is a, this is a serious challenge here that I'm saying right now. So hopefully that helps out, Brother Rick. And I think the big key is to take on, to take on that challenge on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we fall short at times, but we come back. That's right. That's what a true prodigal does. They come back. You have any um, prayer, prayer requests before we uh, let you go? Right. Pray for my health right now. Pray for my relationship with my family right now, with my mother gone. And uh, keep keep me strong in that area. Keep mm -hmm. keep me in a state of where I need to where I need to assert myself. Mm -hmm. All and, right, uh, that's the need help right now. All right, brother. all right. Yes, yes, Lord. We just thank you for brother for brother Rick. We thank you for his faithfulness. We thank you, Lord God, that he loves you, and we thank you, Lord God, that he's committed to serve you and to walk in obedience. 
to you, Lord God. We pray that you keep him strong in his health, Lord God. He's going through, has been through a lot of changes and a lot of struggles, but Lord God, you've been with him every step of the way. And we pray that you continue to work this thing out with him, Lord God. Strengthen him and encourage him. Bless him with good health, sound mind, and joyful heart, Lord God. We pray for his relationship with his family, particularly after his mom's uh, uh death. And we just pray that you would just comfort them. As we discussed tonight, God, you are the God of all comfort. And with the same comfort you comfort us, that we would comfort others. So we pray, Lord God, for your comfort in the life of Rick and his family during this time of bereavement, as you would bless them, strengthen them, and encourage them, and draw them unto yourself. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. And Brother Rick, thank you so much for your always your good questions. God bless you, brother. Take care. Take care. All right. Let's go to Sophia. She's been waiting patiently. Sophia, how are you doing? And Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year to you both. I tell you, my this, this message is so timely. It's so perfect. It's like you read my mind and probably every listener. This is a wonderful way to start the new year. Very important. Uh, um, and that's why you're going to teach it. Very important teaching. And I want to say to Rick, it's kind of like a, a follow-up to Rick in some ways. Because I have found lately, I'll be quickly, I'll be quick about it, and I need your, your counsel on this, that more and more I have had open, open, not, I won't even say hatred, I will use the word hatred for Christ or religion. I went to a tenants meeting, they openly mocked me, I wear a cross. They said, oh, how's your cross working for you with COVID and all this? Um, the anger towards Christ, towards religion and then I went, I went to open an account at the bank. The bank says, ask me questions about what's your faith. I thought, well, wait, what does that have to do? You ask your people's faith now? And then this other at work, this woman said to me, and then I'll stop. I'm giving you some examples. I, she said, oh, you wear a cross. You're one of those people. You must be a, like an insurrectionist, a Trump guy. Uh, you must be one of those people who likes January 6th. I mean, I'm getting sucked in. There's like this, if you wear a cross, you're just kind of like this right-wing maniac. And all of a sudden, it's a political statement. I say to them, no, that's not, it's not political. This is, and I don't know how to answer, but I guess I want to know why is there so much hatred for um, Jesus and for Christians? I've never seen it, and they so are open about it. So bold about it. it. Used to be maybe once in a while you'd hear a comment, but now they they openly mock you. They're, they're almost proud of it. I don't understand what's happening. Well, that's a good question. Well, what you have to understand, uh, Sophia, that uh, we as we move and approach more towards the end of time, mm-hmm. uh, the there will be more demons uh, getting more active in attacking the church and we Uh who are Christians because they know that their time is short. So they know that their time is short. So they're going to get more active in uh, upbeating uh, the world around them to attack us and everything. Then the second thing is this, that the, the uh, apostle John, Uh he says in his epistles, that there is the spirit of the Antichrist. Oh. So, that, you know, when he says the spirit of the Antichrist, that means he says even now is in the world. 
So as we continue to get closer and closer to the time of Christ, the spirit of the Antichrist is going to intense. And you think it's bad now? The, 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 the little stuff that you're going through right now, even though it looks big to you, uh-huh. this is leading, this is all a conditioning that's moving in the direction of the big Antichrist in Revelation chapter 13. Even though it doesn't say Antichrist, it uses the word the beast, uh-huh. you know, and the whole world wondered after him. And that he said that whoever didn't take the mark you know, was killed and everything like that. Uh-huh. So you you haven't you're you're being persecuted with words and things said to you that's not Christian, but it's gonna get a lot worse than that where people are gonna be as the spirit of the Antichrist gets worse, there's gonna be people killing Christians. I mean they're doing wow. that or they're doing that already in certain countries and occasionally right. occasionally terrorists and certain people that are here today and there are with this this uh, uh, government today the way mm-hmm. they're allowing people just to come over here you know. know there's terrorists gang bangers and all that Terrible. stuff that's coming over here and so this is the world by which we are living in now what you want to find comfort in, because I know we have to go mm-hmm. to commercial a little bit, what you want to find comfort in is to know that you are not alone. Jesus said, mm-hmm. be of good cheer. You've overcome the world. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, First John 4 and 4. And I would encourage you to read Matthew chapter 5 through 7, because okay. Jesus lays out what you are to do in the midst of the persecution. He says, love your enemies, pray for them that the spitefully use you and say all manner of evil against you. Uh And he says, great is your reward in heaven. So Jesus really lets you know in the Sermon on the Mount that these things are going to happen. We have an occupational hazard being Christian. Uh But the spirit of the Antichrist is going to get worse. This is just a preview. What you're going through right now, buckle up, buckle up and, and tighten up tight because it's going to get a lot worse than what you're experiencing right now. So, Gary, you want to add to this before we go to the commercial break? Well, I think that, um, (laughs) Sophia, you know, you are a very prayerful woman. You're a mighty woman of God. Continue to draw near to Jesus, and he'll draw near to you, that he will give you strength and guidance, and that in many of these cases, you may find opportunity to bear witness uh-huh. And, to, and to set people straight in terms of, of what that cross represents and what it uh-huh. truly means. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there's an opportunity there if, you know, if they'll listen, you know, um, you don't want to cast your pearls before swine either. But God may give you an opportunity to witness and, and, and to share the, the love that you have for Christ and all the things that God has done in, in your life. And that this is not a uh, trifling thing that uh, you're, you're, we are wearing for a decoration. This is a testament of your of your faith and your loyalty and your love for Christ. And so, you know, I, I you know, my my personal feeling is is don't be afraid to to share that stuff, to share and to share back to them, and uh, to to give them the truth and set the record straight. Because a lot of people believe a lot of funny stuff and. Unfortunately, the devil is always good at creating situations that divide people. Now we've got people being divisive about COVID and 
they associate Christians for not wanting to to uh, have the mandates and to not do this and to not do that. We think we're crazy and all this kind of stuff. That's going on as well. So that's fueling that fire. <clears throat> so, but every, you know, there's Christians on both sides of that issue as well. So you have to be, go ahead, Dr. Buckner. No, no, that's good, good, good advice there, Gary. And I just want to say this before we go to the commercial break, that um, one thing I share with my children when they were younger and they always remember this, I'm going to give you another word of encouragement is that my daughter, my oldest daughter, she works for Southwest airline and her husband and our grandson. And so for Southwest and Houston, Texas. And when she does reservations, sometimes some of the white people there, not most of them don't do that, but some every now and then you get one who will say, you know what? I don't want no black person doing reservations with me. I want a white person. And she says that I remember you teaching uh, us when we were young and it stayed with me to the present day from Ephesians 6 and 12. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, rules of darkness and spiritual wickedness in heavenly places. And I used to always tell them, don't look at the person, but look at the spirit behind them and fight that spirit behind them. That's what Paul did in the book of Acts 16 when he dealt with the young girl that had the spirit of divination. Mm -hmm. She was disrupting the prayer meeting and of, of Paul and Silas. And what Paul did, he, the script said he locked his, his eyes on the spirit behind her and said, be gone. And within an hour, that spirit was gone. A lot of times when you keep your eyes on people, what they're doing to you, they're, they're victims of the villain. But the, what they, the devil likes to do is to get our eyes on the people as the villain. They're just puppets used by Satan, and you got to fight. Right. You got to fight that they will be released from Satan, his bondage, the toehold, foothold, stronghold. Hold that thought, uh, Dr. Buckner, Sophia. We need to take a break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. You're listening to Contending for the Faith on AM 1100 KFAX, the spirit of the Bay. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecture counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. I'm Gary Bell. Once again, we want to thank all of you who have been, have been praying for Contending for the Faith over these many, many years. Your prayers have been very effectual, and we thank you so much because we know that this is a prayer-driven ministry and that those prayers are keeping us going. And so we just appreciate those prayers as well as your financial giving. You have partnered with us these many, many years. And as a result, we're still on the air. It costs us 400 a week to do this broadcast. And we thank you so much. We are caught up and in the black. And we really appreciate your faithfulness and your generosity. And we just want to encourage you, keep praying and keep giving. There's two ways that you can donate. Uh, one is to address a check or money order to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, spelled T-I-B-U-R-O-N, 
California 94920. The second way is so much easier. Just go online to contendingfaith.org, contendingfaith.org, and click on the donate button, and you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. All right, Dr. Buckner, let's get back to our phone callers. I know we have uh, lost Sophia, and you wanted to kind of close out with some comments for her. Yes, uh, you know, and you were really encouraged by that as well when I brought that up about looking at the spirit behind the person rather than the person itself. As long as Satan can get our eyes on what people are doing to us, rather than what the Holy Spirit needs to do through us to the people who are victims of the villain, because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers, rules of darkness, spiritual wickedness, and heavenly places. So if we can keep our focus on that, then we have power by God, the Holy Spirit, to see the toehold, foothold, stronghold brought off the people. So in summary, uh, we'll talk to Sophia more about this when she calls in next time, but it's, it's putting on that full armor of God and knowing who the real enemy is and being, going in your prayer closet and praying for people to be delivered because God is delivering people, and we see it happening every day. The power of God is much more powerful than Satan, and that's something important for us to remember. All righty. All right. Good word. All right, let's go to uh, CC. He's been waiting patiently. Hello, CC. How are you doing? Uh, how are you guys doing? We are truly blessed. How are you doing? I'm, I'm blessed. A happy new year to you. Happy new year to you guys, too. Thank you. Thank the Lord. We made it to see another one. Thank you. Yes, we haven't talked with you since last year, so it's a good thing. And uh, you had a, we have, uh, try to squeeze in another call after you. But you had a question, right, uh, for us tonight? Yes, I wanted to ask you, uh, what's your intake on the Pelagian controversy uh, back in the days of uh, St. Augustine in the 4th and 5th century? Yeah, that's an uh, uh, interesting uh, a question. You know what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, uh, because if I get into that, it's going to take some time. Uh, why don't I do this? Uh, I'm glad you asked that question. I'm going to hold off answering that right now, and I'll address that uh, next uh, time, and then we'll get you on at the top, because in order to get into Pelagianism, it's going to take some time, and I want to be able to thoroughly do justice to your question. Uh, and in the meantime, uh, we can get this in real quick. Uh, you know, there is a two-volume uh, work uh, that I want to recommend to you and everybody out there it, uh, to get on church history. It's Kenneth Scott Latourette. Kenneth Scott Latourette. The, the last name is spelled uh, L-A-T-O-U-R-E-T-T-E. L-A-T-O-U-R-E-T-T-E. It is a masterpiece, volume one and two. So if you can get that, uh, it'll help you in a lot of things. So let's do that. Uh, your question is a good question, and I want to do justice to it by uh, giving you time uh, and then also getting Jermaine on. But I will. Is that okay with you? 
totally understand. I'm, it's, it's okay with me. No problem. I, oh, I'm, good. I, I appreciate so let's, it. Let's get you. Let's get you calling right away. The first of of uh, next Saturday. And we'll get you on right away, and let's address that question. And then I'll have some time to really thoroughly get into it with you. Um, Appreciate but let me, Thank let, you. Let me, yes, let me get this from you. Uh, what what spoke to you tonight, just quickly, in the message? And then uh, we'll get to Jermaine's question. When you talked about that, that um, a counselor can't comfort you or a therapist can't comfort you like a lawyer or your doctor, and you went into deep, deep detail about that and, and how you broke it down about how he's a paraclete and how Jesus talked about he would send uh, another one who would be the comforter. And basically, just how you broke it down, uh, and even the, the point when you talked about the earthquakes and how Jesus talked about the pestilence, which is in reference to the coronavirus and how it didn't take God by surprise, all that spoke to me a lot. I mean, this just the opening of this, first message was mind-blowing and comforting, and I, I appreciate it. Very good. Well, thank you for the encouraging words, and uh, we appreciate that. Uh, we will get your prayer request next time, uh, and uh, we'll have more time with your question and your prayer request. Uh, so you call in, and we'll make sure that we get you in right away. All right. Well, let's get ready to go to Jermaine. Jermaine, how you doing? Oh, I am doing very well, fellas. Um, I know it's not a lot of time, so I'll continue yeah. next week. But I, I just yeah, happy New Year! You. Happy New Year to you, by the way. Oh yeah, hey, Happy New Year! God bless you guys. But I, I want to ask: Is it, should Christians ever be for the the extreme uh, vaccine mandates, like we see in Australia and these countries where people are not able to buy and sell, and you know, get into that uncomfortable biblical level? Just just uh, I know you don't have much time, so I just wanted to kind of hear your thoughts initially on it. Well, you have a good question, and uh, we want to, and I'm going to have you to call in uh, next week, too, so we can really do just do, but let me just kind of well, whet the appetite on that just quickly, uh, that the extremism is what I call another word for extremism that you're using is socialism and communism. And that is also infiltrating itself, not only in those countries, but here in the United States. Um, what we're going through right now, we got to look at it like the flu and a common cold. And we'll, these, these two will pass. We, you know, when the flu came out, people were wearing masks back in the 1700s, 1800s. And they, some people die. We're going to have to live with this thing, but we cannot live like under the communistic socialist rule of a dictators like Adolf Hitler and others. And that's what's happening, it, it, that the mindset of the United States and the leadership is starting to think like China and Russia and that's what we're fighting for now. We, we believe in capitalism. We believe in freedom and liberty. And we got to fight for that because the socialist communistic nation, what they want to do is tear down our freedom, liberty, justice, tear everything down and rebuild it into a communistic 
socialist world. And that's what's happening, not only in those countries, but in the United States. You know what, hopefully that helps. We're gonna, I wanna deal with this more with you in more detail. Can you call next week as well? Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully that little bit helps out. All right. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's exciting broadcast. We'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us. So please drop us a note. Let us know how this program has blessed you. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions, make comments, and dialogue with Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. I'm Gary Bell. May God richly bless you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.